Hello, beautiful people. How your spirit doing? Welcome back to another episode of Peace Talk Podcast, where me, a comedian, talks to people that I fucking love. And here's the best thing about it. Like, <laughs> I love people who want to be on the podcast. Those are like, it's that's the best. It's like when you're having sex and like the girl, she really wants the D. So I feel like yeah, I, have a, I have a guest on that really wants the D. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourself because I'm very, I'm very excited that you uh, agreed to do this. Yeah, of course I wanted your podcast, man. Fuck yeah. yeah. This is like this, this is only like my second time actually being a guest on somebody else's podcast. I've had on so many people. Well, go ahead and plug it. What what tell tell people about your podcast and, and how long have you been doing it? Well, I'm horrible at keeping up with it. I've been really busy lately keep uh, trying to do other shit and also like get myself healthier, but it's called They Came from the Underground. Um I got the inspiration from the name cuz I I I like the aesthetic of old-time horror thriller kind of movies and everything. So like they came from the underground and so, and uh, cause there's like, they came from outer space and all that shit. But basically I started it just to uh, get to know other entertainers and comedians or whatever that are on roughly my level, if not um, higher or lower, whatever. I don't really, I'm not really the judge on that one. Um, it's on, it's on everything. Yeah. Like even YouTube and you know Spotify, iTunes, all that shit. So you can find it anywhere. I'm kind of worse at uploading it to YouTube cause I got to make the videos and shit. And so <laughs> that one's that one. I'm a couple of episodes behind on, but it will be up soon. Um, but you can find it anywhere. They came from the underground. I'm Jordan Clemens. Have a good night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Drop the microphone. Um, they Shortest came from podcast. the underground. Who who is your favorite guest that you had on, and your least favorite, if if you can remember or re- or share that? I would probably, man as as far as far as favorite guest goes, uh, me and Spade, me and Justin Spade just had a great podcast recently. Um, the dude has so much energy, and it's like it's great to play off of. That was a lot of fun. Um, Ian Pope was a great guest. Um, is he, he's like philosophical and he's got it's just like the way he sounds when he talks it's, i mean he looks like a 70s musician who's like either on his uh, on the come up or the downfall and he, yeah like I, I really vibe with that kind of style and he's a, he, he's pretty philosophical and everything he's giving me one of my favorite quotes which is uh we're all living for stories to tell and so um i read so like those two are a couple of my favorite ones that are coming to memory and maybe le- and least favorite's hard to say because um, it's it feels judgmental to the rest <laughs> of them. But uh, I mean, Dave Kilbride, fuck man, I got no. He had, no, he's good too. <laughs> no, he, uh, no, it's, it's hard to say who, which one is the least favorite. I'm not really sure. I haven't my, thought about it. My least favorite was my son. I don't know. Like he doesn't, he doesn't focus, and so he just does. He, he's a kid. He's a fucking kid. He's eight years old. Yeah, and he just did. He does kid shit. So when we were doing Absolutely. an episode. Um, he just couldn't step. He couldn't stay focused. He kept talking about Old Spice. It's hilarious. Like he was plugging Old Spice. Like he like he fucking works for him. And, and, uh, it was hilarious. But like I don't like talking to him on this type of platform. If that. Well, I love that, that he was. Sense. He's only eight and he doesn't have any kind of platform. He's already trying to get sponsored. Yeah. By just, Old Spice. Like, hey guys, I'm open. I could be oh the next uncle. <laughs> <laughs> when I uh, when I upload this episode, I'm going to tag that episode too, just so people can see how irritating uh, yeah. of a guest he is. Don't have don't have eight year old people on your fucking podcast. <laughs> they don't um, have a lot of substance. I'll give you that. What? Uh, <laughs> so, what's three things people need to know about Jordan Clement? Oh fuck, man! I, uh, you don't need to know anything. I'm not that interested. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm surprised I'm even here. Now, I, uh, I I like to. Uh, I mean, I used to be. 
pr- pretty depressed dude. Uh, I was uh, I had a real emo phase. A couple people got to come over. A couple of my friends got to come over to my parents' house recently for uh, uh, swimming uh, and all that shit. Because my parents have an above ground pool where we're like we have a pool, still a little white trash. And so we <laughs> so we were able to. So we were hanging out swimming. And they saw my senior pictures, which at the time I straightened my hair. I was very emo, and you really? don't ever see it. Was yeah. it long? Did you yeah, it long was really hair? long. Okay. Yeah, like down to the chin is the longest. Uh, the, maybe the second thing is that um, it's hard for me to hate anybody. I feel like I've done enough work to try to understand why people are pieces of shit that uh, I can kind of understand it. So I'm be- so trying to get other people who want to be on my podcast now. I am very understanding. <laughs> We can talk about anything you want. I, I, I will try to just understand that point of view rather than shit on you. And then once I understand, then I'll shit on. You. But yeah. then I, uh, I like I had a really rough upbringing, you know, as many have. I'm not like that doesn't make me unique by any means. But like, um, I'm definitely one of those people where you're like, oh, that's why you guys. So that's why I got into comedy, uh, and that's it. And that kind of lame. Um, and so I am. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm always trying to like, be better than the past, all that kind of shit. I like to do all this shit. I used to be in bands. I thought I was going to be a musician for a while. I was in high school theater. Uh, I, I've been in high school theater. I was played in punk bands, metal bands. Um, I tried doing some solo stuff for a while. I got bored with it. And then I found comedy, and I've put out more content now than my older brother, who has been on actual tours with bands. Mm-hmm. Um, just from like doing the podcast and everything. So it's like a good marker that I'm like really pushing to do that. But yeah, I just like, man, I just love this shit. Okay. You, you, um, you unloaded a lot of things. I want to unpack some things. Um, well, I'm going to, I'm going to say it all. And then you just kind of talk about or touch on what you want to. So you talk and mentioned about being an emo kid. And I, my always, my always first thoughts now is uh south park south park had an episode where they introduced like emo kids and south park for me was one of the greatest things you could watch when when i guess i was in like high school and um i feel like i think i don't know how many seasons they're on they're like 30 it's they're they're some insane number 100 percent, yeah and i stopped watching a long time ago and i i watched from time to time and it just doesn't hit like it used to when uh i was watching uh south park the other day because uh my wife i don't know why she 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 washed our daughter's hair and our daughter looked latina and (laughs) it reminded me of the episode of south park when they did jennifer lopez which is super racist but it was they made carmen made his hand jennifer lopez and she was thinking about tacos and taco taco burrito and it was i think i remember that (laughs) it was was taco taco flavored kisses was was Uh and um so for in, in that time i love south park but they had emo characters and it, is it like is it a phase is is it is it a characteristic like what is what is e- being emo or what was it for you and when did you like i guess come out of it if that's something to come out of well, i take it very seriously and so tread lightly no i'm just kidding <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I uh i mean honestly it was like it started about middle school. It lasted throughout most of high school, um, and then from there, I was—you could maybe consider me punk. Um, 
but like it was i think it was ultimately a way to have an identity mm-hmm. that was different than everybody else i've never been a sports guy i love music uh like my i i played football in like middle school but that was it like i played every sport once or twice when i was young but and so you're like i want to be like you know you just kind of want to try all the things and my parents love sports and so you know they they were always the kind of parents who wanted to be able to you know take their kids to the football game and you know see them like do well and i never did well like i basically you could basically mark the time that i should have known i wasn't into football um when i was playing flag football and I was in the lineup and just started doing the robot because like <laughs> I was not I was not into it and so like but I was doing it just for like the fun the activity like I didn't get I haven't learned I don't really know anything about football I've played flag football I played tackle football I don't know anything about it to this day <laughs> like I, I do like, a robot dance yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so like <laughs> That was that was far more fun to me. I was like in my own head, like I had like less awareness of the people around me. I was just doing my own thing, and it wasn't until they were like, like climate's focus. And I was like, oh god, okay, back to back to human, and just had to continue on with uh, the game. And uh, but then as I got into my later years, like, um, like my dad was insane. Um, he's still kind of crazy, but like everybody's better. And um, so it was like a rough time at home. I was too depressed to like um, be able to connect, be able to try like get out there and connect with anybody. My mom was like, my mom didn't learn that she had anxiety until I was diagnosed with anxiety much after like either like late high school or after high school. So she was very um, sheltering. Like she was afraid of me going out doing like anything half the time. And so I, I was very sheltered and I was always afraid of everything but like i wanted to go out and do things but like i didn't have like that freedom to do it so then by the time i had the freedom i went fucking crazy and uh i just like would, would be out of the house all the time i would never be home and now that was a problem like now I'm, i was home too much now i'm not home enough so it was just like never and so it just basically i like being emo was like i like it was a phase for me but it's definitely a phase that you can still see lingering in me to this day because I still kind of like to dress like it, but um, now I just rock my afro, and like you, that was kind of part of the reason I was straight my hair because you never see boys in bands with afros. Like he's like look at fucking Blink One Eighty Two or My Chemical Romance or fucking System of a Down or whatever bit Some Forty One. Like they all had like spiked hair or like long flippy hair. So I was like, I can't look like that with a big head of curls, and so. I just so that's why I started straightening it. Plus, it was pretty popular for dudes to do um, at the time, and so it was trying to be a, like the kid and trying to look the part of a dude in the band, and also playing in bands and have my own identity and all that kind of shit. But I kind of realized a lot of that was kind of fake for a while. After a while, and just uh, now I'm like developing where I'm at today. So, got it. Yeah, it was a face for me, but. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and then the other three things I wanted you to kind of touch on, just quickly if you can. One, um, how old are you? Because I feel like your age has got to play a part in where you are in life. Two, yeah, when did you get into comedy? Um, just specifically, how long you've been doing it? And then three, you talked about depression. How are you doing now? Are you dealing with depression? Are you working through it? Are, are there any breakthroughs? That kind of thing. 
All right. I, um... <laughs> like, I didn't sign up for this, Danny. Where's the joke? <laughs> she gave me a playbook. That's one thing I know about football. That's, I know I know football is a playbook, and that's a good idea. I, uh... <laughs> I, uh... So, um, as far as the pre- as uh, I, what was the first thing again? Uh, how old are you? How old am I? Okay, I'm 25. I will be 26 in November. Um, what day? Uh, the 17th. Oh, congratulations! So, my my wife is the eighth, and my son is the 21st. So uh, November yeah. is very pricey for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't help that it's like so close to Christmas either. Yeah, if they get some for their birthdays, birthdays I don't give a shit about Christmas. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got really everything young. you needed already. Let's just fucking <laughs> eat cookies today. I don't care. Yes. God damn it. Yeah. So then there's a. Uh, <laughs> so I'm 25. 26 i'm almost off my parents insurance and i uh, <laughs> i um i started a comedy a little over two years ago um i thought i had interest in it for a long time i used to like smoke weed and watch bo burnham and whoever else on netflix in my bedroom a lot and then i would just this and it slowly steamrolled into finding more comedians and then kind of figuring out that i was looking for more of that sort of dynamic and then I found out about how about how open mics work. And then I went to my first one in Ames, and it steamrolled from there. And um, then I, uh, I am I, so like as far as depression goes, like I still have, I still have a bit. Like I'm not perfect, but like, we all get sad sometimes. And um, but I'm not as bad. I'm not nearly as bad as I was. Like um, there was, I had to do a lot of you know self reflecting. I listened. I've, I, I've never like done actual therapy. I'm very much self-actualized, if I'm using that phrase correctly. Um, and so I have found different kinds of teachers, you could say, um, to listen to, and that gave me a lot of perspective. And then I had to be very honest with myself about what the underlying feeling was that was manifesting itself as depression. And so. Like I realized, um, cause I, I realized that at one point I kind of had this weird, deeper, like deep feeling of like, even if I was suicidal, it had this underlying tone of just wanting people to be like, Oh, we should have paid more attention or blah, blah, blah. Like all that kind of like the attention you would get after, but it's like, I wouldn't be, then I had to be uh, like, be straight. Like I wouldn't be there anyway. So I'm not going to get that payoff regardless. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, from there, I found a lot of teachers. Like I fucking love Pete Holmes to death, <laughs> just because yeah. he's so philosophical and he had to deal with a lot of that shit. And he's like real, so deep quick, in all these teachings. Real quick, tell and explain who Pete is for you know okay. someone listening that has no idea. All right, I'm gonna do him no justice. <laughs> but... <laughs> just, just give him a little bit of an introduction. That way, people can okay. follow the story. Right, right, right. Okay, so Pete Holmes, stand-up comedian. Um, the first time I heard of him was when he had um, he had his like uh, half hour talk show following Conan O'Brien late night. I love Conan as well. Um, I love I love silliness. I love absurdity, and it just and just those and those two together were like a real force for me to just be like, oh, this is fucking exactly what I want to do. And P. Uh, P. Holmes, stand up comedian. He's also very spiritual. He grew up like evangelical, then had an atheist phase, then had and then has now done a lot of teachings to have a more complicated answer about God and like the realism of what everything is. He's 
told me a lot of phrases that help me to this day to remember on because there's a lot to get into that we do not have time for okay. but like because uh, <laughs> it gets very it gets pretty complex but he has to like he had his teachers of like Ron Das and uh, Richard Rohr and all these people who are very analytical of what religion really meant what it really is it's like it's actual here's actual history um what it means to them uh and that kind of jazz so like um he's a, he's an incredible he's an incredibly silly guy but he also is very deep and so it helps to have a real like a really good balance mm-hmm. and so that's why i really fell in love with his style and his comedy and who he is mm-hmm. so he's been a big help to me in that factor so without context is uh, like what you're looking for is what you're looking with mm. that was a big one that's one i heard from him he didn't come up with it but it's when i heard it through him um and that just that phrase alone with like what it means has helped me a lot throughout uh, my whole journey to being better <laughs> i <So>. love it <laughs> thanks for um sharing that and opening up and we're gonna take a real quick break so i can uh pay bills and, and run my little ad because i get like a check at the end of the year from Anchor. So thank you, Anchor. I appreciate All it. Right. So we're we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk VMAs when we come right back. Ooh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and we're back. So I, I'm I'm 36, and the VMAs was yeah, a couple so weeks old. ago, and the you know what the kids are listening to, like like I didn't I don't watch the VMAs anymore. I haven't for years, but I stay updated with social media and what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And there was some moments that uh, I wanted to bring up, and then I wanted to talk to you about if you, if you watch it and you know your moments from um from vmas because i got like a little list of top moments so the two things that stood out to me well first of all did you watch vmas i did not honestly i have given up on watching the vmas because i'm now at that stage where i don't fucking recognize three three quarters <laughs> of the people that are on it yeah. <laughs> and it's all and I, can, I know it's the kind of music i i already know it's the kind of music i don't like so i'm just like wow well, i have no interest in it whatsoever not even a waste of time. So no, I haven't seen it, but I would love to hear what you what your take from. So, so there was three moments to me that I think are either worth mentioning or they just stood out. One was a uh, little Nas X uh, had his shoulder out and uh, he had like a Jerry curl where his <laughs> 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 wig just it. He he reminds me of uh the guy on Coming to America, sexual sexual chocolate. Like he just looked, <laughs> yeah, sexual like, chocolate. And oh, shit. what I what I Flipping wanted to What I wanted to bring up was since Little Nas X has, has I guess come out the closet or I I don't know what the transition was, but I've loved him so much more. Like I, I did not like the cowboy song. And like ever since he's like, hey, I'm gay yeah. now. I'm sucking dicks, and so like all of his <laughs> his whole pink uh, facade. Like I love this this version of him that stood out. Um, 
Another thing is Justin Bieber, who I guess hadn't been on the VMAs for six years. He returned. He won Artist of the Year, and he was presented by none other than Madonna, who um, <laughs> is like 106, but her ass cheeks are not. <laughs> she, 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 she turned around, and I don't know if she went to the same place Nicki Minaj went to, but like those old ass cheeks was new. <laughs> like I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but like no. Come on, Madonna! Like, who, oh who, shit! Who are you fooling? She got and a fake butt now. It like, like, like it should God be like a kid's. Uh, yeah, I'll um, tell you what doesn't go with varicose veins is a fake ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was a child underneath there. It was, it was, it was super <laughs> weird. It was super weird. Um, <laughs> a child was Justin Bieber. <laughs> And the and the number one thing that that stood out was uh, MGK uh, is dating Megan oh. Fox, and Megan Fox had yeah. a see through dress on, and I only bring that up because I do like titties, like you know, like I do like, <laughs> I like the dress. Same. Um, but him, did, did you get to see some nip, or was the VMAs like we got to no, blur that? That's not no. for not for the public eye. God damn it! Was, there was nothing great about it. Uh, I thought you'd maybe give me a reason to watch it for a little bit. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Um, but but uh, MGK got into an altercation, quote unquote, with Conor McGregor, the MMA fighter. Um, the report yeah. that I, I guess, you know, like no one knew what happened. And I guess the best report came out that Conor wanted to take a picture with MGK and MGK refused. And so he got angry and he tried to he threw his drink at him. <laughs> so oh, like, shit. It's like a a thing. And um, this all happened at the red carpet. This happened before the VMAs actually started. Once it started, everything was fine. I just brought that up because those moments to me, one, are nothing like how the moments used to be. Um, I got some very fond memories of VMAs, which we'll talk about in a second. Okay. And two, it it reminds me of, uh, or it gets me thinking about the red carpet and what what that is to people and what you would wear so first things right. first if you were on the red carpet for the vmas what would you wear um i would straighten my hair again hang it over my eye <laughs> i would wear i'd wear a black veil brat veil brides t-shirt and the tightest jeans possible now i've <laughs> <laughs> I would wear it across, but the cross has to be upside down. Um, <laughs> now, honest answer, I would just wear I would just wear a tux that fit me well because I, it'd be the first time I could afford one. Oh, and uh, you know, good. like I would want to, I'd want to look good. And uh, then, so I that's that's actually what I would wear. Um, I would have I, I would I would get that Jerry Curl spray, really get my curls shining. <laughs> yes. um, just really, really bring together all the styles. Um, yeah, like that's uh, that that that's probably it. Like, I would probably be rather boring um, and generic as far as somebody who dressed up, unless I had developed any kind of different personality. But um, so far, that's what that's where I think I would land. I would just do a good tux. Yeah, you know? I like it. Go for it. Um, and do you have any VMA moment? to you that stood out that you thought was big or like favorite anything like that man it's hard to remember it's been so long since i really watched them okay so so here's here's some moments and you can think about it i'll just share some 
And then uh, obviously we'll get to my favorite one. But one of the top moments that everybody talks about was <laughs> the Britney Madonna Christina Aguilera kiss that was like oh, yeah. a big deal. But if you think about it, like nobody fucking remembers Christina was was even there. Like she was just sort of <laughs> oh, like not at all. Just like a third wheel. Um, the, whole, <laughs> the whole beat off moment for me is Madonna. <laughs> And 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 Britney, like that moment, that screenshot was like where it's at. And yes, now that I think about it, her ass cheek is is got to be like <laughs> like got to be half the age of Britney Spears now. Like, <laughs> like I'm gonna go back and oh, see if God. I can find the video because her ass cheeks. I, we need to do a compare, like a side by side. Yes, of please. Then and now, but anyway, that'll be your next like Instagram post <laughs> of like this content is the, is the is the side by side. Yeah, I would love to see that honestly because that like fucking no that kiss for sure like at the time was huge because it was like oh my god women are kissing on camera it's live <laughs> they can't even cut it out what is it that's happening and so like people have freaked out but today no one gives two fucks. What happens? Like I've always thought Christina was far hotter than the both of them put together, really? and like the fact that she personally, I'm not speaking for anybody in particular, but like yeah, like like just in my opinion, and the fact that she was brushed aside so much like that, it was like <laughs> no, Chris, Christina was these fucking attention whores. She <laughs> definitely pretty. Like she has a very pretty face, but she was always way too skinny for me. But she did have a great voice. I will. I can't take yeah, any credit oh, yeah. from that. Um, that's a, that's 100% true. Actually, and, fun fact about Christina Aguilera, when you start seeing her get plumper, it's not because of her diet, really. It's because she loves beer. So it blows <laughs> her up. So, <laughs> so whenever you see it. her a little plumpier, it's just because she's been, she's been going hard in the beer. So You're she's bringing knowledge. Fun facts. I love it. Um, 2010, uh, Lady Gaga wore a meat fucking meat dress. dress? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one for sure is uh, like I, I actually brought it up on my phone, just like big BMA moments. And the second I saw that fucking, uh, she was one, she was one of the first images that they threw up was her in the meat dress. Like, yeah, it was it was. I mean, as far as stunts to stand out, that is probably <laughs> the biggest one you can do. That was far more impactful than than Madonna and Brittany kissing each other. Like you're wearing raw meat as a dress. Like that's that the kind of shit you see in a cartoon where somebody like plants it on them so that way dogs will chase them down the street and attack them. But she wore that as as on the red carpet. Hey, that's, so, that's fucking hilarious. You're absolutely right. Cartoon brought to life. <laughs> um and then clearly if you've already pulled it up, my favorite moment and um it's just it's just historic to me. And Beyonce this- has the best album. That one? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and Taylor Swift. <laughs> when, uh, I don't I don't see I didn't see the year that this happened. I, I was I was looking for it's uh, 2009. See, we got <laughs> we're at a point now. We gotta I'm so comfortable saying 20 something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 2009. Oh, yeah. It's tw- 2009 where Kanye Damn. West interrupts Taylor Swift. That year <laughs> for Halloween, me and my now wife went as Kanye West and Taylor Swift um, for Halloween. So that <laughs> is my favorite number one moment of the VM. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Oh, that's such a good idea for costumes. Holy shit. Dude, yeah, that moment, I, I was like, it was one, it was one of the few moments where I've heard Kanye say something and was like, you know what? I agree. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift. I don't care. 
Like, I'm not into that. I, I am not into Taylor Swift in the slightest. I don't even listen to Beyonce, but, like, if I have the choice between the two, I'm definitely going with Beyonce. Like, I don't get, like, it's like the fact that people, like, love Taylor Swift is, it's like, it's like, obviously she does well. So, like, I'm not the, I'm not the person to ask about it. But, like, me personally, I don't go that. I, I don't, I'm not a fan. Uh, this is <laughs> this is great. I'm glad I brought this up. All right, so we got less than three minutes left. Um, I'm going to have you uh, choose a number, one through 25. And what I like to do is uh, I want to ask everybody a question. Um, it's comedy-based, so I guess this might just be a question for comedians. But choose a number from one to 25, and then I'll ask you a random comedy question. All right. Um Let's go with 25 because I'm 25. I'm almost almost done being 25, so I'm going to get it in there. I like that. 25. Um, Finish this sentence. The hardest part of comedy is blank. Explain. Uh, The hardest part of comedy, I guess in my experience, is connecting with the... uh, is learning to connect with the audience. Um... It's another bit that I have uh, in a lot as part of a longer story that based on my upbringing, I have trouble connecting with people because uh, I had a skewed reality on what things meant and what re- certain reactions were and how people should be reacting as compared to how they did react. And so I because uh, I figured out that I had that when I got my OWI last year that I expected everyone to be like, I expected the reaction to be like, you fuck up. Like how did like man that's like that's so shit like why how could you do that and everybody was just like oh my god i can't believe, like that's so good you're okay it's like i didn't expect that reaction like you're just like actually genuinely concerned for my well-being mm. i just expected like a blow up and for people to be so mad at me and so that was like a big learning point that i had and so that's like i learned that i have trouble connecting kind of through that whole event i, I want to say i hate that we've been talking for 30 minutes and you haven't mentioned this ow why like I, I, I feel like that's where we should have started we should have no, started absolutely. here and went backwards so well you know have me on again i'll tell you the whole story all right <laughs> I like it. hey that's season you know, five Jordan leave them leave them wanting more i love it exactly oh. okay, <laughs> uh, well, we're in the we'll end it with you just asking me a question so i'll use that as my question to ask you all right. Um, yeah. What uh? What question? One question. If you can ask me, uh, or put out there. Go. So I've gotten some fun answers to this. For instance, Muhammad, you all told me Hannah Montana. He, he's a comedian um, in the this, uh, Des Moines comedy scene. Go ahead. Yes, part uh, co-host of the Graham Comedy Game Show. Um, he is very very funny. I uh, when on my podcast, a lot of times I would ask people um, if they had any guilty pleasures in music, like. They kind of jam to it, but they don't like to admit that they do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, do you have a guilty pleasure in music that you would kind of be embarrassed for somebody to find out? Um, y- yes, and yes. Um, back in high school, I did buy a Britney Spears album. Right? <laughs> yes, I, I did this thing where, like, I'm just like messing around, you know. You know, like I bought a right, shirt, right, yeah. then I bought a poster, and then I actually bought the album just to like as a joke. But it was a fire ass album. I think it was the, yeah. I think it was the oops, <laughs> oops, I did it again album with Lucky. She oh, was nice. so lucky. That album yeah. fire, like that was I think the best thing that she had put out. But today, the most embarrassing thing that I I stream is I used to. Uh, watch the show Buffy and Angel. I liked Angel more oh, than Buffy, yeah. but Buffy on season six 
after she left the WB and her show went to UPN, she had a musical episode. And oh, yes, see, time up. So <laughs> on the musical episode, uh, once more with feelings, uh, they ended up putting that putting putting that out as a, a CD. I bought the CD and I I streamed it probably like less than two weeks ago, and Holy I was shit. listening to it. And it's still great. It's, it's still fucking great. Damn. So I never even thought to look that up as song to like <laughs> listen to. So, Holy yeah. shit. That, that okay, would so be like, my that would be my guilty pleasure. Like uh, oh yeah. What you listening to? Tupac, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would don't say, admit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially especially in the right company. Like, yeah, I don't, they I don't they know if I'd be like Spike. Know you're listening to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spike and Dawn, you know, a ballad. So I can't <laughs> that that would be mine. <laughs> That is amazing. Holy uh, shit. Hey, yeah, admittedly, I am going to look that up on Spotify or wherever the fuck, and I'm going to check Spotify. it out. I watched all of Buffy. <laughs> and so I definitely will be listening to that uh, to, as, as nostalgia at the very least and telling people it's my chemical romance. What, uh, uh, b- before, before I let you go, uh, Team Spike or Team Angel? Oh. Uh, <laughs> fuck, man. <sighs> These are the these are the hard hitting questions. Too. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I probably I mean probably Spike. I, I think I gotta go Spike. It was, I mean, it, like Angel was too brooding for me, and like I was, it, it was, it was a little much. Like at least, but like I, I kind of relate more to Spike being like, "Fucking, you want to go for it? Like, what are we doing? Like, stop playing all these fucking games, you know? Like, like obviously I'm the one you want." Like fuck you, I definitely really I I vibe more with Spike. I gotta go with Team Spike. Hey, for that is... matter, Team Edward. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the best way to end, it, end an episode. Uh, Jordan, I appreciate you very much, bro. I know I'll see you sooner than later. Uh, Hell yeah! Thanks, man, for doing it, and I can't wait to do yeah. yours uh, podcast one more time. Go ahead and plug it. They came from the underground, all platforms. Uh, I'll have more episodes coming out soon. I have the next, uh, depending on when this comes out. Um, I have the next live episode, uh, which they typically isn't recorded these days. Um, it's just like a special event at a lefty's live music, October 3rd, 7 PM. Um, I have Jameson Cox, Matt Lamb on, and then we have a lot of surprises. We have a lot of fun. Um, the last show went great. Uh, so I'd love to see everybody come out to that. And then otherwise, um, they came, they came from the underground on everything. And then the live show will be a monthly thing. Um, starting October 3rd. So it'll be basically the last Sunday of every month starting in November. We'll probably skip December because of the holidays. Um, but definitely come check those out. Keep your eye out for those. Uh, and then follow, and then like, like and follow us uh, at They Came From The Underground on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I'd love to see everybody come out, like I said. And uh, yeah, I appreciate any listens that we get. I got a lot of cool people on that deserve to be heard. So, And, and for that matter, thank you so much for having me. This is a blast. If I like, you're a great host. I mean, <laughs> you read ads like no other. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate everything in between. Hey, you be good, man. Take care of yourself. And I'll, t- I'll see you when I see you, bro. Yeah, I'll see you when I see you. All right, peace. Peace. Day peace. <laughs>